Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. You're with Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. Dietitian Day is the 9th March 2022 this year. So we turn to dietitians today and get some tips, especially suited to the elderly, on how to lead a healthier lifestyle through food choices. Next on Health Suites with Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero. Today on the phone, we are joined by Lewis Yap, Senior Dietitian, Mount Elizabeth Novena Hospital. We address questions around eating enough calories, sufficient fibre to avoid constipation, and also calcium and vitamin D for bone health for the more elderly. Lewis, welcome to the show. Hi, Clarissa. Thank you for having me. It is absolutely our pleasure. Maybe before we do anything else, let's define elderly. Okay, uh, so based on the HPB guideline or Singapore statistics, I guess, um, anyone who is above 64 years, 65 years old, so I guess that would be the definition of it all, right? All right, so somebody who is still of working age even, they haven't retired yet, would already <laughs> actually technically fall in the realm of elderly. If you put it that way, based on the number. Okay, I don't like the word. <laughs> <laughs> now, first let me ask you this. Does our dietary needs change as we age? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at, from a baby's point of view, they have a different set of requirements. And as we age, we we do have different levels of requirement as well. So, of course, talking about aging population, uh, that would be particularly on the energy requirement, protein and calcium. So, um, definitely it's a lot higher for protein and calcium. But, of course, energy-wise, maybe not so much. So, yeah. All right. So throughout our lives, our dietary needs change is what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. But we assume that once we become adults, it's pretty much that's it. Okay. What we eat, what we consume, what we need, that's pretty much the same. So even then, that's not the case. As we get older, again, those dietary needs change. Yes, absolutely. I mean, not just the fact that we get older, our, our requirements change, but it's also the fact that, you know, throughout our life stages, we experience different things, we, we do different things, and exercise or uh, participate in certain things. We all have different requirements, so it, it really depends on where we are in terms of our life stage. All right. Do you see an increasing trend of elderly eating unhealthily, or are there any particular trends you want to actually draw our attention to? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've got a few points here. So let me just um, share with you. So like, for example, under nutrition, uh, what, what that means is that um, an individual is just not eating enough. Uh, and over time, perhaps, um, it can lead to weight loss. So uh, if you think about the part of aging, um, it's actually quite normal to have, you know, um, like say, for example, our parents come and tell you, oh, we're going to eat a little bit little, not so hungry. We possibly can't, you know, eat all the entire dish, for example. I mean, comparing to us, the younger population, you know, we can imagine how we could uh, go into a restaurant and suddenly feast on all heaps of dishes and, you know, doesn't have a problem at all. So it's pretty much how this elderly group of population, it's really not wrong for them to eat lesser mm-hmm. uh, because their energy requirement is reduced over the years, right? So what's more is that um, it could be accustomed over time, you know, having been eating lesser. It could be many reasons. Um, it could be because their dentures having a problem. 
uh, or it could be that the fact that they, they just have a certain preference to certain food or the lack of social settings that resulted in this uh, reduction in portions of food over the years. Um, and that said, eating insufficient in that sense can actually cause a lot of other health problems such as uh, poor skin integrity, sometimes constipation perhaps. So it really, uh, there's some issues going on with you know, not eating enough. Um, and weight, weight change, per se, is, is something that we can use to monitor if this pe- person is doing well or not. Then, of course, the second part, uh, second point I have is aging population. They're always inefficient, insufficient calcium intake. Um, I guess this is pretty much also an Asian culture thing because we don't really drink or take a lot of dairy products. Mm. Um, it could be linked to lactose intolerance, something like that. But I think... Most of us, even in Asian or lactose intolerant individuals, we could all take actually about 100 meals of dairy products or milk. Uh, 100 meals is about half, less than half a cup. So we should be able to tolerate that. But I want to respect those who are really very sensitive to dairy products. So yes, let's not talk about milk then, but there's always alternative, right? So there's also the calcium enriched soy milk, tofu products. So they all contain some form of uh, calcium and also milk alternative like the quinoa milk, rice milk, almond milk, they all contain some calcium. So it's really important to get calcium into our diet so as to reduce that risk of osteoporosis or brittle bones. And finally, one trend perhaps I, I find really heartwarming perhaps is that um, everyone's starting to exercise, right? Mm. Uh, including my mom. My mom is in some form of uh, exercise group uh, that she goes on a daily basis. So exercise is really good. So Health Promotion Board, um, they have been promoting this exercise program or, or, or work workout group or even dance classes. I mean, let's talk about pre-COVID, right? So they do that quite often and that itself helps to engage in muscles and help prevent muscle loss. So, But if one is not eating enough, I don't the muscle loss can be quite prevalent and prominent. So we want to balance it all together at the end of the day. Okay, so one of the things that I've noticed um, is for the elderly, as you've described them, 65 and above, um, exercise is actually, it becomes a very important social activity for them. Mm. So as long as that is the case, and I don't think that as the rest of us get older, that um, we're not going to get enough exercise because the, the social aspect of exercising is very important for them to stay connected with people of their their age and same similar mindsets and whatever. Yeah. But some of the other things that you said is concerning to me because you're right. As as an adult Singaporean female, one of the things that I'm always struggling to do is mm. get enough calcium in my system. Yes, and uh, if that becomes more and more of a problem as we age then it will be more and more of a problem for the average adult Singaporean female already. Yes, of course, it could be. So it's important to inculcate this habit of you know, taking some dairy products or particularly calcium-enriched products so that we can have that calcium in our body. Okay, but let's talk about misconceptions. One of the misconceptions mm-hmm. I had to deal with when, when I had my grandmother living with me is mm-hmm. she on <clears throat> purpose ate less. It had nothing to do with... She didn't have the appetite for it or she was getting fussier. She right. actually on purpose ate less because oh, she was afraid that uh, if she was heavier, she would be more likely to fall. Ah. So are there misconceptions like that when it comes to the elderly and their diet that we should address? Um, maybe we talk about how your grandmother was, like in terms of falling. Mm-hmm. I mean, falling balance, it's really mu- pretty much also... 
um, as we get older, you know, we we may we may not be able to handle our balance as well as mm. when we were younger. So, so it's really not so closely linked to how we were to eat lesser or more, right. then we'll be able to prevent that fall. It's really that. But if you think about it, if we exercise, we we engage our muscles more fluidly. Perhaps maybe the fall could be you know reduced. Uh, we could be able to save that fall, for example, and not 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 being hurt so 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 easily. And also, if we were to eat enough, uh, of course, having um, calcium and all, we won't get broken or fractured, you know, from a fall. So that all sums up together, you know, mixing and ma- matching. Which one comes first? I can't say, but mm-hmm. yeah, fall is really not to do with bigger or lighter, but it's really more towards you being more active or not. And there are also other misconceptions, of course. Of course. So like you were saying, eating less, uh, some may think that um, it helps because it's part of aging, like I was mentioning it about it earlier. Um, I mean, it's not wrong either because, you know, as we age, we also don't eat as much, right? And like I was sharing with you, the energy requirement is lesser. But the point is, if the weight loss, is, it becomes so significant um, and it's detrimental to the health, then it's not something that we want to altogether. And what's more is that when uh, an individual loses weight, sometimes, you know, elderly, they have dentures, right? They don't feed anymore and they can't eat anymore. So that's going to be worse. It's like, um, you know, adding salt to the wound or, or, you know, it's just going to be very difficult for this person to eat more to prevent further weight loss. So we need to find ways to include more denser energy so that we can help to prevent that. And also there's part where elderly, they they don't, they get full easily or their taste change. We can always work around it, you know, to find something that really feeds the individual to to boost their appetite so that, like I say, the weight is a very good indicator. We want to, you know, look at that and prevent it from going too too far down. Then there's also the part on eating less protein. Um, Again, this part is nothing wrong. Because we all know that eating meat or protein per se really uh, can increase risk for heart disease, right? Mm-hmm. Because of all the unsaturated, uh, the bad fats, the saturated fat. But truth be told, if we were to remove all that fat or the animal skin, actually the protein still serves a very important role in the elderly population. It really helps to maintain the muscle integrity, uh, helps their functions on a daily day, day-to-day basis. So I would strongly recommend that um, to eat about half to one palm size of protein each food at breakfast. And of course, one palm size each at lunch and dinner. And that should be sufficient for a general healthy uh, elderly person. Uh, and next scam or, or, or misconception I would like to share perhaps will be the digital scam. Okay, So um, I think we in, the, in our society, there's a lot of scams going on. And uh, maybe perhaps I wanted to share what my dad received recently was this overseas call about some herbal products that could help with their improving of hearing, which um, and in all the, you know all the different beneficial properties. But um, I like to say that you know there are beneficial properties to some herbal products, but it's still best to you know seek a proper established or renowned place for advice rather than you know all these scams that goes around, uh, which could be just. No, no benefits at all. So do check with the doctor also if um, the elderly has uh, some form of underlying medical condition or long-term medicine, uh, whether if they can still take these herbal products. All right. Now, you said some protein is required for the elderly. Yes. But what are alternative sources of protein that might be healthier for the elderly than, say, meat? Ah, okay. So uh, other proteins such as 
tofu, the beans and legumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are good sauce and easy to chew, easy to cook. So, you know, elderly sometimes they don't really need to bite. Uh, fish, chicken, uh, those are also, or poultry perhaps, uh, those are good sources of protein as well. Uh, egg white, without the yolk of us, um, that is also a good, very good source of protein. So, all these are all the good sources of protein that we can use as part of our diet, daily diet. All right, now we are an aging population here in Singapore. There's no denying mm. it. We're all getting older and we're getting older faster than we're having babies. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean for us, you know, in, in our diets? Have, have there already been changes in our eating habits? Um, I believe uh, that HBB has tried to, you know, using the more recent evidence-based uh, data to educate the population um, to change. So um, I believe there has been some changes to, to how we eat. Uh, of course, a lot of um, the people are starting to eat less salt or less oily, which in some ways it's already good. But uh, still, in a way, we, we want to make sure that we all eat enough. So uh, it's good to refer to the Health Promotion Board website. But at the same time, uh, in terms of eating, in terms of the aging population, I guess it's, it's difficult sometimes because you know how older people, they can be really difficult to make change to, you see. So and a lot of times, you know, eating can be very subjective. So like a person could have had dental issues or another could have taste issues. So we really want to cater to them and, you know, to how, how it works. And some of, some of these older people, they, they probably think that they know how to eat, right? Because they've been living for so long. So... I guess for them, they still need to see a doctor or dietitian just to see where they are and what fits them better, even though uh, the changes have been you know, shared with us because we may, the, the elderly groups may or may not adopt them altogether. All right. Now, for someone who isn't elderly by the definition, so younger than 65 years of age, yes. but perhaps maybe they're approaching their 50s, should they already be relooking their diet? Well, it's never too late to be relooking at a diet at any life stages or events, right? Like I was saying right at the start. So things change. So um, it could be a life event. Um, it could be the stages where you just move into a new house, for example. So these things do leave big impacts on our lives. So uh, it's uh, nothing wrong with getting a check with uh, the doctor or the dietitian. Um, but it's also good to do some regular checkup. And that's where we know whether if we want to make big changes to our diet or stay the same. So I don't see why is there any wrong, you know, someone at the 50s want to have a check on the diet to make it better. All right, before I let you go, um, what is your biggest takeaway message from today's interview? What would you like it to be? Mm, um, I guess it doesn't hurt to pay some attention to our parents, you know, just check in on their health status, um, check in on their weight uh, or their activity level. It's also a way to show some concern that we have to our, our parents at the end of the day. All right. We've been speaking with Lewis Yap, Senior Dietitian, Mount Elizabeth Novena Hospital, to address questions around eating enough calories and sufficient fibre to avoid different things. Also, calcium and vitamin D for bone health. All very good stuff for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Lewis, thank you, thank you for the time and the information. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.